Hello and welcome to another episode of the Launcher Challenge podcast. My name is Joschka Strakaya and today I have, for the very first time, two guests on the show. They are brothers in arms, brothers in business and brothers in real life. So they spent the last four years learning all the strategies and techniques the top marketers in the whole world use to turn their content into profit. They helped companies like Orange Theory, Red Bull, and even the Think Different um, podcast. And just recently, they also got invited, and at the time you're seeing this, the event is unfortunately over already, to Content Machine Live from Marley Jacks. So they help entrepreneurs turn their content into value-packed, bite-sized, cash-generating profit and assets. So... With that said, please welcome to the show, Luis and Luis Camejo, the Biz Bros. What's up? Hey. Yash, man, thank you so much for having us, man. We're excited. Yeah, thank you so <laughs> much for that intro. You you definitely make us look better. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you are. So no, no problem. I'm pretty sure you can deliver. Um, so no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Um, That's for you, Fonzie. So you know, you, you know what I like? I, I'm already here taking notes uh, <laughs> on your, your intro, how you say the value pack by size cash generating assets. I was like, I like that. We are definitely going to use those. <laughs> nice. nice. Right You're pitch. welcome. <laughs> awesome. So um, normally we talk um, about challenges here, uh, but today I want to do a little bit of an exception because you have a topic that is very dear to my heart and very useful for the most people because when you want to run challenges then you need to have an audience so how do you generate an audience for most people the obvious answer is content right and so um i um want to know how you got started into this but before um i would love to 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 ask you a, an intro question so there are a lot of different things out there and probably a lot of different definitions but what is your definition of content oh i don't think anybody has asked yeah us that. that's interesting yeah mm, nobody yes. has asked <laughs> oh man uh Fonzie, why don't you go first i throw you on the bus yeah yeah for throw the bus. that's fine so for me you know content is not only a way that you can just express your message but it's a vehicle for you to connect with other people right so I feel like a lot of people just, most people, I'm going to say, view views content as yeah. regular media, right? So pre-internet, right? We're used to the TV, the news, right? The shows. And it's kind of like a one-way thing where you're just like taking on their message. But how we view content is a two-way street where you can, you know, push your ideas and your thoughts and at the same time give feedback from people and establish that communication. Yeah, absolutely. Going off of what he's saying, uh, you know, we on our own show, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, how can we utilize content in a way to build those relationships, either with the audience or the guests that we're having? You know, we're just chatting be uh, behind cameras and it's very similar to what you do. And also is a vehicle for self-development and growth because mm -hmm. something really interesting happened when you try to put your thoughts into words and get them out to the world. Uh, it's pretty intimidating. Like a lot of people, like, you know, we had it. It was very, like, 
we're very scared to put our thoughts <laughs> yeah. out there. We're like, what is people going to think? You know what? What is X, Y, Z? What's my family going to think? And and that can be really scary for a lot of people. Uh, but something beautiful happens when you start doing it on a regular basis, very consistent basis. You start to identify those thought patterns and then you can actually have a point of view on something and attract people just like you. Yeah. And then it's just a very simple like uh, ask. It's like, okay, is this a transactional like relationship or is it like what what can happen through here? And that's a beautiful thing. Definitely. Uh, beautiful, beautifully put. And there's definitely a lot of, uh, of that. We could dive into that right away. But um, I really want to give give people the backstory. Um, who who is talking here? So can you can you give give us um, your 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 take on your journey? So how did you start it, and and why why content? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll give you the the spark notes, right? And the one <laughs> that is talking right now. I mean, we're both are called Louise, but yeah. they, people call me <laughs> Fancy. So if that's easier for for people to remember, feel free to call me Fancy. So. We actually are from Venezuela in South America, and we moved here to the States um, for college, right? We came on a, on a soccer scholarship. My dream at the moment, his dream to play professionally, right? And my brother, he came a year before I did. He played his four years here in Florida. I moved around like three different schools. Yeah. And free spirit. Free spirit. <laughs> and when my, my last opportunity to play soccer or football, right? How we we actually call it football? Wow! I just realized that I've been indoctrinated wow, in here, and I'm calling it soccer. No, so after my my dream of being a football player, right, like pretty much ended, I was left with what am I gonna do now? That mm -hmm. question, right, that just lingers in your head. And I remember the day that they told me, "Hey, you didn't make the team. We're not gonna offer you a contract." I remember I went home and I was having breakfast and I was crying because I was like well, this is it. What am I going to do now? And I think that's when I started exploring ideas on how do I make money online? YouTube, you know, Google, YouTube, how do I make money? How do I make money? I, ha I had a job at the moment coaching little kids, three to five year olds. My brother was actually the director of the program. He was my boss. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where like, okay, let's try to do something yeah. on our own, right? And we had this roommate that he he <laughs> he also was a little entrepreneurial. And he comes one day and he said, hey, guys, I have an idea. We can <laughs> sell stickers, right? And we didn't know anything. We didn't know any better. And we're like, wow, yeah, that sounds interesting. And he's like, they have amazing margins. And we're like, ooh, amazing margins. And our thought process is like, we see stickers everywhere. So yeah. they must be super easy to sell. And uh, yeah. Exactly. We didn't so, know what we didn't know. <laughs> so, so we started that process. Immediately, it turned into a t-shirt company, which the t-shirts that we're wearing <laughs> right now, we actually created ourselves. Yeah. And what we realized during that period of time was that if you don't love the process, it's going to be very difficult to make it work, right? Because yeah. we were... 3 a.m. in the morning in a garage in Florida that is like extremely hot, you know, in Celsius, let's say in the 30s with like 80 percent humidity. And we're there, you know, just working away <laughs> doing, and, the, doing the squeegee thing. Everybody wants to do the squeegee thing. Yeah. Uh, that's not as fun as they and make them seem. There <laughs> was. Yeah. There was also an oven in the garage because we we're trying to dry this shirt. So the heat was yeah, unbearable. Yeah. yeah. And it got to a point where like. Okay, this is not it, right? <laughs> and throughout that point where we were trying to like again dabble in these things, 
we actually got introduced to social media marketing by Ty Lopez, which now we call the gay, the, <laughs> the gateway, gateway drug, drug to the <laughs> to the online marketing world. And we took his course. We didn't have the money at the, at the, at the time. We were like, oh, man, it's a thousand bucks. It's, it's a full course. Are we going to pay this? But I think, I mean, he honestly, he just sold us, right? He sold <laughs> us straight away. Very convincing. Yeah. And my brother had a credit card at the point, And he's like, let's do it. Let's put it on the credit <laughs> card. Very smart. Let's <laughs> invest. <laughs> and that actually pretty much kick-started all yeah. this adventure, right? Because, okay, we started diving into the content. We started understanding that we needed to sell, right? How we could sell. We started understanding a little bit of funnels, just a little bit of everything, very overall. And we started going away into businesses and knocking on their doors and be like, hey, can we work with you? We we, we see your social media doesn't look very good. We can help you out, right? We're trying to convince all these businesses. And convincing is like the key word, right? Because, yeah. you know, e even though sometimes we, we sold them, right? We convinced them on this idea. Uh, it just created a lot of friction after that sale was made, right? And, you know, we now understand that the second the transaction is made, that's when the sale actually starts. And, and then it's like, okay, we got to execute and provide these results. But if the client or the customer is not convinced that that's the solution they want, right, yeah. uh, is really hard to deliver because they're always going to be second guessing everything that that person is doing. So that's yeah. the friction that we started to encounter uh, at that point in time. Yeah, that's exactly what started happening, right? We started working with these people and then a few months in, we're like, oh, we don't really want to keep working for them, right? Because we need the money. <laughs> yeah, but we were in the place of need. It's like, yeah, oh, no, yeah. we need clients. We need to survive. You know, we need food. And and we started servicing these people that we weren't very, you know, fascinated with. And mm -hmm. what happened is we I started actually getting a little indoctrinated into the ClickFunnels community, uh, reading .com secrets and I was telling my brother, hey, you need to read this book. This is amazing. I kept ignoring. As soon as I read that book, I was like, man, funnels is the way. Like this, <laughs> in my mind, honestly, at that point, yeah. I was just chasing the quick win. I was like, how can I make money quick? That was the one question in my head, which is a wrong question to ask. And I was like, funnels is the way, right? So immediately I started trying to dabble into it, learn a little bit about it. Um, at that point, my brother had a new job. So I was just doing a lot of freelance work. I don't think I even we even had a business. I would go into businesses yeah. to get my foot in the door. I would offer whatever. Hey, do you need pictures? Do you need video? <laughs> the good thing about all that is that we started building skills, right? That we needed as marketers, with, which now are extremely valuable. Yeah. But at the moment, we were just trying to do everything right so you want to take over part two yeah sounds good i so, feel like i'm taking over here oh you, you're doing good <laughs> i did not fact fact checked you today so that's good there we go there we go progress <laughs> so at the time i was working full-time with a fitness company a, a global fitness company running a few studios and sales teams and you know for me sales was all about like trying to convince that person right like that was that were taught or you know that all the trainings were like you know that person needs it you know you gotta do all these things and sleazy messages and you know they, they gotta buy from you right so we're all about the numbers and the metrics and it's like you know it is what it is and uh the type of workout that we were giving was like a challenging one so if you grab somebody that actually needs it right they might not be the person that actually wants it at the time because you know they're not there physically right so that i was having a really hard time with the company because i was like 
there, we have to change the messaging. Like this cannot be like, why am I saying these things? And then my sales percentage are, are dropping big time because they don't want to do it, but you're bringing me the wrong person, right? So inside, yeah. I was going through all that. I'm like, man. So, you know, Fonsi came and he started working with our social media and we started doing a lot of stuff internally in our studios with our coaches, the connecting, like kind of like the definition that we share a little bit earlier with you. And, uh, and it was amazing because the members that were inside of our studio already developed this amazing relationship with the coaches, with the staff through content, right? They were creating content together and then they were sharing it with their friends and the stuff and then something wonderful happens they started referring a ton of people, right? They're starting bringing their friends because they were having a good time. So now that translated into what we call now the frictionless sale, right? Which they came in and I'm like, hey, Luis, you know, I, I know you from the videos. Like, give me a membership. I'm like, okay, sweet. I didn't have to convince anybody. I'm like, man, that's possible, right? And then at the time we were trying to hire uh, different marketing agencies here and there, but the pitch was always the same. The, the you know, the audiences was always the same and they were targeting her, the wrong person, right? The one that needed it, not the one that wanted it, right? And it was challenging. So then Fonsi finally convinced me to uh, kind of go see Russell. So, I, so we ended up going to uh, a big live event here in Florida where he speaks with also with another marketer called Ryan Dice. And they were talking about this, right? The, the break between marketing and sales and how marketing is a message and then the sales, they just like harass you. And, and then there has to be like one, one process. So Fonzie indoctrinated with .com is like, funnels is the way. And I'm like, yeah, that's the way. So we started doing that and helping businesses. But at the same time, because we have so many solutions out there, internally for our own company, uh, we were trying to develop systems and it was really challenging, right? I so mean, we, we were people pleasers at the moment, right? Yeah. Everybody, uh, someone will come with like, hey, can you do this? It's like, yeah, they, they will come. Do you, can you do a video? We can do a video for you. And someone like, else, hey, I have a course. <laughs> can we sell this course? We can do a funnel and sell yeah. the course for you. So it was very difficult. And that's why we say we were freelancers, right? We're just taking little tasks here yeah. and there. We didn't have one process, one core you know, problem that we were solving with one solution. Yeah. So through that, you know, we started testing frameworks on on content creation, right? And uh, we were kind of doing some of the repurposing side for like maybe one or two clients at the time, but it was, there was no solid system. And uh, and I remember one day we sit down with this group of people and we're trying to sell the pro the, the 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 program the content, right? And they they look back at us and they're like, okay, well, this is all so awesome that you have all this with the clients. But what is, where's your content? <laughs> and we had nothing out, right? We we never published. We we didn't have anything. Like social media was inexistent. You know, we had like two very small websites that had no information, right? And uh, and they're like, you know, that's amazing what you guys do. But how can I believe you that you guys actually know what you're talking about, right? So that, that was like really uh, scary at the time. And uh, obviously, we didn't close that business. And we came back and we sat down. We're like, wow, okay. Um how can we publish consistently, right? And and we keep hearing from like all, all our coaches, like our mentors, you gotta publish, you gotta put your thoughts out there, you gotta go create content. And uh, and we're like, okay, <laughs> let's, let's come out with like a very, um, with a simple framework on how to stay consistent. Like, like we gotta, the goal is to publish consistently every single day. So what we decided to do, we're coming from this like fitness challenge. It was called the 75 hard. So with Andy Frisella and it was two workouts a day uh, for 45 minutes for 75 days straight. So it was a shock to 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 the body. Mentally, too, it was really tough. But we survived it and we did it. And it was like, it felt amazing. So we're like, how can we replicate something like that and 
uh, into content. And I think you're going to like this because you're the challenge king. So mm-hmm. it, uh, we came up with a 45 live challenge, right? Internally, just for us. We're like, we're going to publish Facebook lives for 45 days straight. And then we're like, okay, what are we going to say? <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> all the questions started all, all rising. All the questions started rising when we started to publish. And we're like, let's just let's identify the things that cause friction, which is video editing, sound, like coming up with all these topics, like yeah, finding all, out these topics. All the make it, make it look pretty things. All the make it look pretty things. They were things. causing friction. Gone. So if it prevented us, if it put us like fur, further away from the publishing button, we literally scratched it. We're like, we're not doing that, right? So what we came up was like, we're actually going to do a live video because as I'm recording, that thing is being published. So I don't like, I cannot second guess myself to publish. And then what do we say? Well, let's just tell a story of something that happened today. And then we're actually going to put an offer at the end as in get in contact with us, right? If you have questions. So we did that. Uh, About day 15, we actually stopped. But because we got business coming our way. So we we got this business where it got us back to executing. And then we neglected publishing again, right? But it came because of the content that was going out consistently, right? Like just like, and the videos were just from our phones, which is like very interesting. So then we end up at Funnel Hiking Live and we're sharing this story and everybody's like, wow, guys, by the way, that business was like an $80,000 yearly contract that is about to go on for the second year, which is awesome. That changed our business completely, not only because of that, but the relationship that we've been able to build. And then we're telling that story and the guys are like, so you guys kept doing it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're like, uh, no. And they're like, but why? If it worked, I'm like, why? If it worked, interesting. Yeah. Like, why did we stop? So we decided to do season two. So we started again, 45 like day, you know, day one, day 15 or day 17, I think it was the second time. Same thing, more business coming our way. And we're like, ha. Huh. So Fonzie had to actually stop because he was actually executing. And I'm like, no. I am committed to this thing. I need to finish. So if you go look back, all my videos are like 1130 at night. You know, when we come back from the office, walking the dogs, I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? You know, this is my Facebook live for today. This is what happened today. Blah, blah, blah. You know, if you want to get in touch, you know, contact me. And it was awesome because socially it built rapport. Like they they see the see the people see you showing up every single day with value. Uh, answering their questions and then you start building this amazing trust so we're like wow man that has so much like potential just on the consistency level uh, level and then we're like okay now that we have that lego piece in place how can we start multiplying that message and we were executing for some clients on that sense and then we just grab our our content and we started trying to guinea pig that and then covid happened just like you. And a lot of our clients were brick and mortars and they, most of them called the same day and they're like, guys, we have to close down the shop and there's no paycheck coming your way. I had a major freak out. Fonzie like slapped me twice and he's like, go get, go, go walk. And, uh, when I came back, he, he, he sat down and he's like, look, let's, uh, let's change our perspective, right? Like we have, we have some wiggle room. Uh, what can we do now with our time, right? Like we weren't enjoying working with these guys because it was that constant convincing them every single day, yeah. right? That this is the thing that like, we got to do. Uh, we don't have them anymore. So we can do literally whatever we want. Uh, why don't we start a podcast? Why don't we start our platform or show, right? And previously we recorded some episodes and they're still in the vault, you know, <laughs> but we added a ton of friction back then. Like we had two cameras and the lights and it was just a pain to just produce, so we're like, okay, let's take the concept of the 45 live, 
the frictionless uh, content, you know, the, the, the minimum viable content, that's how we call it, and let's do it on the podcast. So how are we going to actually do it? Well, we're actually going to go live and we're going to do the show three times a week. Yep. What are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to tell a story of what happened and then we're going to take <laughs> an offer. So the first 20 episodes, that's what happened. And that allowed us to like get the ball rolling with the episode with the three times a week. Um, and then we started bringing people on, interviewing them and, and building these relationships and utilizing our content to create our framework. And now that's, you know, our business just evolves around that very specific type of content where we just grab that piece of video and we repurpose and we do high volume repurposing. And, you know, it's a, uh, What's the phrase that you were testing the other day? It's like content, you know, produced by mar for marketers by marketers, right? It's like, okay, let's talk about your message. And that's how you really connect with that audience, either organically or paid. And then, you know, you achieve that trust level that gets you to the frictionless sale. Um, so, yeah, that is the, the fast version, I guess, of the story. <laughs> Right, this is a fast version. Nice. Uh, we need we need to log two hours to to get the full version. I think. <laughs> I um, no, but but I, I love it. And already <clears throat> during during the story, um, I think there's there's already some 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 value in it because people when they listen to this, and maybe they they are still pondering: oh, Should I do it? Should I really go live? Should I really publish a content? How can I do it? And I really like um, your idea of the frictionless um, publishing machine, let's say, that, all right, just remove every obstacle you have in your way. So you just need your damn phone and yeah. you hit the button, you go live, and you, then you need to talk. There is no other way around. And you just tell a story, what happened during the day. Even if you think it was boring, just go out and do it. Yeah. And um, this this starts a momentum. So when somebody's listening to this right now and says, "Wow, I want to do it myself as well," yeah. um, and um, what what is your recommendation for them how they should start? So yeah, what 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 should uh, should they do? How should uh, they start? Right, I know you have hey, coming you go, out. You go, All you right, go. so. Here, we can put it this way, right? Like, let's say, you know, we, we both play football. I'm, I'm assuming you probably played at some point. Nobody gets to be a professional soccer player or a football player, like, right off the bat, right? We got to start either dribbling the soccer ball or passing the, so the football ball. The football, wow. Man, <laughs> we're still under the football ball. Uh, <laughs> football, right? Or, you know, practicing the passing, pa practicing the shooting. It takes a second, right? So with, with publishing, it's no different. So, you know, coming from the athlete mentality, I think we... Uh, or just in general, people tend to overcomplicate things, right? Like that cannot be that easy, right? Like we just like tell that story in our heads many, many times. I'm like, how can I make it harder? I'm like, okay, well, by making it harder, like, is that actually going to help you execute? So, you know, to get started is first identify, you know, if the, if the establish, establish, what is your, your metric for us was consistency. We were like, we want to put this message out every single day. Now, how can I do that? Then identify what is preventing you from doing that, right? So every single day for talking for a full hour might be friction, right? Because we might not have the full hour. So then, okay, well, I'm just going to be okay with the decision that I make of talking for 10, just 10 minutes, right? For us was live less than 10 minutes because we will grab that video and put it on LinkedIn and LinkedIn doesn't allow videos of more than 10 minutes, right? So we're like, okay, we got to get this message out less than 10 minutes, mm -hmm. right? But also our schedules were packed up with stuff. So we're like, okay, and I'm sure if, if everybody goes to their phones right now, 
and they go to track their time on their phones and on social media, there's probably going to be two or three hours in there. So you can definitely grab some of that time and uh, apply it to create. So identify your friction points, remove them. So your priority is actually to publish consistently for a long period of time. It's like seven days. Oh, sweet. But are you going to be able to have it in seven days? Right. Uh, so commit and make sure that you follow that. You'll see the results fast enough. So I don't know if I'll see if you have something else in there. Probably. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think it's going to build up on what you just said, right? And what I always share with, with people is New Year's, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody have their New Year resolutions and they put these big goals and they're like, you know what? In three months, I'm going to lose 50, pound, 50 pounds, right? Uh, I was about to say kilos, I guess, for the, for, <laughs> for the audience, kilos, pounds. And then a week a week goes by, they start working out. Second week, they stop working out and they don't miss the goal, right? And it's because that that goal, right, it is very, it, it, it becomes very difficult to get. So uh, what you need to do is like, simplify the process like start small ha with, with the smaller habits so if i am not used to get up at five in the morning and going for a, a crossfit workout and then go into a yoga session right like i'm not gonna all of a sudden start doing it that way and the same is with content yeah. i'm not gonna have a full-on production from the beginning so start small right or small again five ten minutes on live and build off for that, like celebrate the little wins. Like I did it. I went live, celebrate that you went live on what for one day. Then the next day, do it again, yeah. celebrate. You went live for a second day in a row. Let's do it. And eventually you start building momentum. Yeah. And what I will say is we actually started telling ourselves, what's more important, the quality of the message or the quality of the production. Right. And what we realized is that, there are some really cool videos out there that the production is amazing. But once you start watching it, you get disengaged because the message is not there. It's not that exciting. There's no story to it, right? So we discovered kind of in our own way, right? Like message is the key, is the most important part. We need to practice our message and eventually we're going to be able to build up yeah. to have a bigger and better production. So again, focus on the message and just stay consistent while removing all this friction. Yeah. I, I think when we change also the percep like the yeah, the perception of the content, right? A lot of people are like, well, my content is to advertise myself, right? Or like it has to be perfect. And we're like, let's just change that real quick and we'll actually use our content to test things out. Yeah. Right. And so right. now we gave ourselves permission to just do a ton of other stuff. So we're like, okay, you know, what happens if I do this video like this, right? And then I'll do it like horizontal or vertical or like I'll record in my house or I'll record in the office, right? And and then I'll see what happens and I see what the audience is reacting to. And then I'll say, what happens if I say this? Or what happens if I put this hook? What, what happens if I tell this story? And then with that curiosity in mind of like, let's let's use that content. Because what ha the, the beautiful thing about the internet is like, you put it out there and then it drops and then you have a new brand new opportunity to do it again. And then you, oh man, you know, I messed that story up. Don't worry. Like tomorrow I'll do it again. Right. And it's like test mm -hmm. out. And then we, what we started to see was people like, oh man, raising their hands. I identify with that story. You know, oh man, you are so right. I'm like, okay, I'll take note of that. Right. And then that's stuff that we can go back and revisit, you know, later on. So you're coming from the, from the paid, 
that's exactly what happens, right? You you throw a piece of information out to a broader audience, and then you have people on the other side raising their hands, like, "Hey, I'm interested, right?" If you don't have enough hands, what do you do? Then you you know stop that ad, and then you do another another one, and then you see if people raise their hands. Well, th this is no different. It's just gonna be a, a, like a, a at a smaller scale. So test it out. Like, don't seem have to be perfect. Just put your message out, and then if it doesn't resonate, okay look back and be like, what can I fix? And then do it again, right? So once we gave us permission to do that, it was so much easier to start putting content out there. Definitely. And I think this is very important for, for, for most people. Um, the barrier in their head is so big that they don't start. But mm -hmm. what most people don't realize is when you start and put out your very first video, episode, podcast, whatever it is, almost nobody will see it. Yeah. So when you're really just starting out, then you probably will be bad. And this is okay because nobody will see it. And <laughs> when you go back to that a year after that, um, then it's completely gone in the worldwide um, deep internet. Yeah. And um, you may be able to find it, but nobody else will. So just uh, see the progress get started and then magic can happen right yeah um, absolutely so and sorry i i want to add something little uh really quick here you know when we is that like you start and you're not gonna be perfect from the beginning is that fear of failure like we ourselves, we just put that fear of failure in ourselves, and we're like oh no you know what if someone says something and guess what like very rarely someone is gonna say something like it like People are not that mean. They're not going to be like, oh, it's your first video. That <laughs> sucked. Like nobody does that. You know, like who does that? Yeah. And if there's actually someone that does that, you shouldn't be worrying about it. You should be like, awesome. Thank you for letting me know that I don't want you on my Facebook blog. Get out of here and move on. But yeah. we get so caught up in ourselves. I remember the first time actually <laughs> that we that I did a, a live video was because Myron Golden, he actually challenged us. She, he was <laughs> yeah. like, we were at this event and he's like, hey, I want you guys to go outside, tell your story and <laughs> yeah. make an offer. I was looking at everybody doing it on their phones. Yeah, I remember. And you were I, terrified. Yeah, I was terrified, man. My <laughs> heart was like pounding. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never put anything like this on Instagram. Like, what are people going to say, right? And I did it. Some people tuned in. Some people went off. Nobody commented anything. Nobody ever said anything. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's, it's not that bad. Yeah. You know, like nothing <laughs> happened. And I invite people to actually check themselves sometimes when we're having these negative thoughts because we are putting that, that barrier that you were talking about. We are the ones that are putting that barrier in front of us. It's nobody else. So right. let's take a deep look at that and say goodbye fear. Let's take action. Yeah, there's just one thing I would mention, then we really can go on. Um, when you look outside and see all those experts publishing every day or every week or so, um, and you think that you aren't the expert and you can start. But the thing, the real thing is, as soon as you start publishing and talking about your topic, people will see you as the expert because mm -hmm. you are now the one doing it, right? And yeah. this is really a crazy belief. And this is what happened to me as well. I mean, um, I started this podcast around two months ago. And the perception already 
how people perceive me, how I perceive myself, the connections I made already changed a lot. And I'm on it only for two months or so. Yes. So just go go out there, do it, and really it can it can can change everything. Um and I know that we can we can we can talk a lot, but we <laughs> don't have that much time. Um so people now know all right, how can they start? Um, what I'm interested in now is when you're just starting out, you probably just publish um, on your profile. It doesn't matter if it's LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever. You just start, go live, tell a little bit and make your offer. And this, this is it. This is your first video. And you do a couple of those. And at some point you think, all right, um, I have the people on my list, the people who have befriended me. How do I grow my audience? What can I really do now in order to turn content into profit? Yeah, that, that's a great question, you know, because we had the same issue at first. We were like, okay, we're, now we're publishing, but how do we turn this into, into actual profit, right? And first, I want to address what you said before. We always refer to consistency equals authority. Is like that. Like if people, even if they don't yeah. consume your message, if they see you popping on their feed, right? Time after time, after time, after time, eventually you're going to say like, dude, that guy is doing something in his field because yeah. I see him every single time. So consistency equals authority. Now, once you're consistent, right? Especially at first where we don't have maybe the budget to, to run ads and, and get people to give us, you know, to turn into a lead, we need to be a little bit proactive. And that's what happened to us, right? At first, we were very reactive. We we're putting the content out there, making the offers, call to actions, and we we're waiting for people to reach out to us. Thing is, we start assuming, you know what? Everybody's lazy. So we are going to reach out <laughs> to them. Yeah. So whenever they liked our video or they leave that comment, we took that as an invitation for us to engage with them, yeah. right? They're engaging with our content. Now we're going to engage with them. And this relates to what I said at the beginning when you asked us, what is content? That I said it's a vehicle, right? Two-way street for communication. That's exactly it, right? Now they're getting inside that vehicle, which is your piece of content, and you are with them, and you guys are on a trip together, and you can have a conversation. So you got to be proactive, reach out to them, and ask them, hey, you know what? Well, first, I'll recommend look at their profile, say something relatable. Don't come off the like I don't know. We're like, hey, what's up? Do you want to buy this? Build yeah. that, build that trust, right? And 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 create a conversation. Hey, what are your problems? You know, how can I help you? This is what I do, and you're gonna start seeing that a lot of people. You will be surprised. I'm sure you have someone in your network that needs or knows someone that need what you're offering right now yeah. and that what that they want what you're offering right now so by being proactive you're searching right instead of just waiting for people to get to you eventually you're going to be able to scale as you get new deals and you're going to be able to you know start running ads start you know create your own platform bring in guests that has been huge for us bring in guests or platforms yeah. and then we give them content as well they share it and now we're leveraging their audience as well this is actually um one of the things i i wanted to dive into when you tell your origin story you started on your own you did your own thing you published on your own and then then you started to invite guests um do you 
have you experienced a shift? Does, what has changed from you from going solo only to networking and talking publicly to all those other people? Absolutely. I mean, the reason we started solo was because we had no idea at first what we were doing with the show, right? We're like, okay, you know, we just got to go out and three times a week, go talk, right? Like we got to face the the fear and like just go and chat it up. And we did it live. So we stayed there <laughs> and there's no excuse of not publishing, right? But then we're like, oh man, how cool would it be to actually invite all these awesome people that we want to connect with or that we see, you know, two, three, four level above us. First off, learn. Second, develop a relationship. Third, maybe they could become a client. Like, who knows, right? And we're like, again, let's test things out. Let's see what happens, right? And um, so that's what we did. We started, well, we first invited a coach. So I think it was like episode 21, Steve Larson came. And then, you know, we had Marley Jacks, uh, Pablo, he's a business partner in some deal, deals that we have on the corporate world. Uh, so those are the three people that we first started and they were people that were very close to us, right? And, and after that, we just kept asking them like, hey, who do you think we can bring onto the show? So then if there are like couple levels above you, uh, they're going to recommend people that are a couple levels above you. Right? And then and you start like creating these amazing relationships. And then if what's been happening is like we've been like now the authority level is up the the amount of content that comes out of our content machine goes up uh we're having a blast providing value to them because you know on our end we we give assets right uh then they're having a blast because they're sharing their story with our audience we're being the we develop a, an audience we practice our message we practice our our hooks and you know stories and and it's just like a, this wheel of progression that now we're like super scared to not do the show because we're like oh we don't want that to stop right because yeah. we don't want we don't want it to stop developing ourselves and we say this on the show all the time to the guests too we're like we do this show for us like we want to learn right and what a better way to have that conversation uh with that person in front of you Yeah. And I have so much value. So on, on the business side, is changed completely. I mean, when I tell you two weeks after COVID, like there was like no business, right? And then two weeks after somebody that saw the show was like, guys, I need what you guys do. Let's do business. And we recoup like the sales like immediately. And then after yeah. that, we almost yeah. tripled the sales right off the bat. So, something I do right. want to add there, right, is so if... If I understood correctly your question too, you were asking like, why would I bring people or why would I just do it by myself, right? And I think do something by yourself. There's some episodes that definitely we, we should probably do more of ourselves because mm -hmm. it does paint, I think it does paint a big picture of authority. You stop being the reporter and you start being more of the, the thought leader. Right. But being the reporter is great because you're leveraging other people's audiences, which helps you expand, helps new people see your content. Yeah. Now, what we tell people is people forget about a very special part, very important part of all this. And it is the promotion side of your content. Like if you spend time creating the content and then you just put it out there and don't do anything else you might just be wasting your time because you're not yeah. pushing the content out there. Go into other platforms, talk about your content, talk about, hey, I just, you know, I just created this piece of content and I talked about X, Y, and C, deliver value and share with people because you need to start driving traffic to that 
place. The thing is, at first, when or the only resource that we have is our time, then we got to do that promotion. Hey, you know, one on one, kind of like guerrilla marketing type of type of thing where we just go on to the world and spread the message. But for someone that has a budget and can do ads, right, they can put money behind it and promote it that way as well. So keep in mind, you yeah, need to promote yeah. this content, right? And the golden rule that we always said is the time you spend creating the content, you should spend the same amount of time promoting it. So if you spend one hour creating an episode, then spend one hour, you know, promoting it, making teaser videos, talking, doing a Facebook Live about that episode that you did, yeah. and then direct people to there, um, and so on and so on. But I, we we see a lot of people forgetting that yeah. aspect. A, a good example, you know, take it to like the, I guess, real world, right? It's movies, right? In the movie theater, right? They, they spend all this money, all this time creating an amazing piece of content. That is content, right? It's recreational content, but it, it is. But then what happens if they just like throw it one day in the movie theater, the publishing, right? Nobody Without any know. promotion. Not a lot of people are going to know. The people are going to wa be walking in front of it. are going to be like, oh, man, look, there's that movie. But guess what? A year before that, they released a trailer, a teaser. Then the actors go all, are all around the world promoting the movie. They're promoting their content. And then guess what? All that pressure builds into like the day of the movie. Well, guess what? Right. If you have a, uh, an episode on a podcast, you can do the same thing on a very small scale. So let's say you release your episodes on Friday. Well, guess what? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, do something to promote the episode that's coming on Friday, right? So uh, that's what Fonsi said is super, super key. We call it content campaigns. Yeah. Quick, quick, quick example here. So we don't, I know we're running short on time, but we had this guy that we... This guy has a newsletter. His newsletter is called Marketing Examples. He grew it in less than a year from zero to 25,000 people. Wow. And the main reason is because he spends a lot of time promoting his content. He, he sends one email a week, only one. And it's really cool. It's very concise, great tips. But he goes on this on Twitter, right? Indie hackers, like other platforms, Reddit, and he promotes his content through value not yeah. not just salesy ob obnoxious ways right he through value promotes his content and in less than a year he grew his list organically from zero to twenty five thousand subscribers wow this is this is really crazy i i think we definitely need to do um a volume number two for this so <laughs> this conversation is not over um um, I don't ask you. I just promise the listeners. <laughs> um, but no, we definitely need to do that. And the reason we need to end this is totally my fault. So um, I'm sorry for this. Um, so no, yeah, um, I really, I really love this. And um, we will do an episode number two for this uh, yeah, to really dive a little bit more into how to do stuff. Um, now we know that we need to do it, and then we we need to get out out, out of you a little bit how to do it, right? Um, yeah. But uh, first, um, we need to make a cut here, and I want to um, invite every listener to 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 check you out. So where can they do this? How can they find you? Um, what should they have a look at? Absolutely, uh, I think the best. Uh, place to find us and connect with us is the show. So you can just like search on uh, your favorite podcast platform. Content is profit. We'll be there by the Biz Bros. If you want to connect with us on social media, 
feel free to do so. Slide into those DMs is at yeah. Beast Bros Co. Just like you see it right here if you're looking at the video. Uh, yeah, B R O S C O. And actually, not too long ago, we we just created the minimum Bible content cheat sheet, right? Which is pretty much that one concept that led us to do those Facebook Live, that Facebook yeah. Live challenge and create content consistently. So if you are interested in creating content consistently, right, um, this is extremely valuable for us. It's a little worksheet that we put together and you can find it at contentisprofit.com. Nice. I will definitely check that out. And I want to recommend every listener or watcher uh, to do this as well. Um, Thanks for being here, guys. I had a blast and it was way too short. And so <laughs> we definitely need to do round number two. Um, so thanks for being on the show. Thanks for tuning in um, to the people listening or watching to this. And can't Thank wait you. to see you next time on the Launcher Challenge podcast. This was the Launcher Challenge podcast, and I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If this inspired you to finally launch or grow your business through challenges, then don't hesitate and reach out to me at createyourchallenge.com. I would love to help you. I would love to serve you. And I do have a program that is designed for coaches who want to add another 10K to their existing business or maybe finally crush that 10K a month mark with challenges in 90 days or less, then go to createachallenge.com and book a free strategy call so that we can see if you're a good fit for the program.